Topic 25, Second Paper of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. 20th Century Negro Literature, Topic 25, Second Paper by Andrew Franklin Hillier The Negro as a Businessman The subject of this sketch was born in slavery near Monroe, Walton County, Georgia, August 14, 1858. In the early 50s, his maternal grandfather, Overton Johnson, was set free, given some money, and sent north. He went to Cincinnati and began a free man's life as a cook and steward in a hotel. In a short time, by strict economy, he had saved some money from his earnings. This, with the money brought from the South, enabled him to open the Dumas House, well known to the older residents of Cincinnati. In 1862, he sold this business, moved to St. Louis, and opened a hotel in that city, where he was at the close of the war. In 1866, he sent for the remainder of his family in the South, consisting of his youngest son and a daughter and her four children, the eldest of whom was andrew franklin hillier about the time of their arrival in st louis business reverses threw the now enlarged family upon their own resources and young andrew though but eight years old was hired out he early developed a burning desire for an education and took advantage of every opportunity that he could find to study and to learn he soon learned to read with this key he opened up to his inquiring mind a wide vista of knowledge and saw through many things which before had seemed dark the family remained in st louis for two years but in very poor circumstances during this period andrew was able to attend school but little yet he was so anxious to learn several persons gladly gave him instruction it was during these struggles that he formed his purposes in life he solemnly resolved to make a man of himself and to graduate from college in eighteen sixty eight the entire family moved to omaha nebraska where their circumstances gradually improved and andrew was enabled to attend school a part of each year his mother died in eighteen seventy one and the next year he went to minneapolis minnesota here was located the state university and his opportunity to go to college had now come to make this possible he learned the trade of a barber 
and pursued his studies graduating from the minneapolis high school in eighteen seventy eight and from the university of minnesota in eighteen eighty two he soon came to washington entered the service of the government and took up the study of law and in eighteen eighty five graduated from the howard law school mr hilliard takes an active interest in the progress of his race along all lines but he has especially urged upon their attention skilled labor and business as very important factors in the progress of the race in eighteen eighty six he married miss mamie e nichols a descendant of one of the older washington families who graces a happy home they have been blessed with two boys whom they are trying to rear and educate to become good men the resistance of the white people to the progress of the colored people is least along the line of business the colored people themselves have only to develop a larger spirit of race help and business and a magnificent future is just ahead for them in addition to little capital and much inexperience the colored merchant has to contend against a hostile public opinion which seems to resent his efforts to improve his own condition and that of his own race when he assumes to tear himself away from the mass of his fellow laborers in attempts to keep store like a white man strange enough this hostile feeling is shared in more by the colored than by the white people especially along certain lines of business not of a semi-social nature it is a matter of common complaint by colored businessmen in those classes of business in which they must compete with white merchants that they do not get their share of the trade of their own race and that their patronage comes very largely from the white race at present the pathway of the colored man to success in business is very much handicapped by this unfriendly public opinion his problem is to win the confidence of the public in his ability and purpose to serve them as well as or better than his competitors individuals here and there have won this public confidence to a surprising degree and are demonstrating day by day the ability of men and women to do business according to the approved business methods the hostility of the whites is but another manifestation of the general feeling of race prejudice but the hostility of the masses of their own race can only be attributed to envy and ignorance for every colored man woman and child should rejoice in the success or upward step of any colored person because it is an inspiration and a hope to thousands of others to follow his example only the strongest 
and most progressive few of any race can be successful pioneers the masses of all races are led to attempt only what they see persons of their own kind doing every community of colored people needs as a powerful uplifting force a few captains of industry who will lead his people along the pathway of home-getting and the undertaking of business enterprises for business will develop their sense of independence and personal responsibility and give strength and symmetry to character no better service can be performed for the race at this time than to turn the light upon those successful businessmen and women of the colored race in every community so that our youth may see them know them and take inspiration and courage from their example the real leaders of the race are those who lead in doing it has been said that ninety per cent of all business enterprises among the highly favored white race finally fail in the lifetime of their promoters the condition of success in business for the white race are so exacting uncertain changeable and inscrutable that only ten per cent retire from the contest victorious when we recall the fact that the colored people have come so recently from savagery through the barbarism and debasing effects of american slavery into the light of the present-day civilization we should expect them to be slow in getting a footing in the shifting and ever-changing sands of the business world while in slavery they were deprived of every opportunity to learn anything about the art of business or even to drink in its spirit it was one of the essential conditions of the slave system that they should be taught to distrust each other and they learned this lesson well we must expect that it will take some time to unlearn it along with this blighting feeling of distrust the seeds of envy and jealousy were carefully sown these seeds must have fallen in good soil for they sprang up and increased wonderfully and now constitute the thorns and weeds in the pathway of the colored man's success in business in view of their economic educational and political history we should naturally expect the colored race to make in the first generation of their freedom more progress in education and general culture more progress in the building of churches and in the acquisition of homes and lands than in the exacting arena of business at any rate such has been the fact the entire race is passing through a hard and severe economic struggle the whole nation is in the throes of a great social distress on account of the presence 
of this colored race with physical aspects so different from the made body of the people the colored people are being put to a severe test they are being tried as it were by fire they are face to face and in competition with the most efficient the most exacting people the world has ever seen the dross is being driven off the race is being purified and strengthened for the contests which are to follow the colored man or woman who would succeed in business must meet not only the competition of his white neighbor with his superior capital and training but also the blight of distrust and jealousy and envy of many of his own race his course is by no means plain sailing he has foes within his race as well as foes without enemies in front and enemies in the rear and yet in spite of all these adverse conditions a very creditable beginning has already been made in the business world a beginning that promises well for the future the business movement among the colored people has not as yet attained great volume but its foundations have been laid broad and deep the number of persons engaged in business is quite large and the classes already invaded by individuals of the colored race cover almost every class of business in which persons of the white race are engaged the capital owned by negroes the colored people are rapidly acquiring property this is a matter of common everyday observation the value of property owned by them is no less than five hundred million of dollars in georgia alone where separate records are kept their assessed valuation exceeds fifteen millions one million of which was added in the past year the assessed valuation is only about forty per cent of the actual value from all over the country equally encouraging reports are sent out of the steady progress of this people in the acquisition of landed property although tens of thousands are shiftless thousands are saving money it is being stored up slowly but surely for future use much of it is already invested in business a larger part of this property and money will be turned into business channels as fast as the race by its patronage and support evidences its desire to advance this business movement the extent of the business movement among the negroes in order to obtain reliable data for a study of the progress of the colored people in the skilled trades in business in getting homes and in building churches and other institutions 
the united states commission to the paris exposition of nineteen hundred sent out the writer in february of that year as an expert agent to visit the chief industrial centers of the south and secure the data for the purpose of making the facts collected a feature of the negro exhibit in every city or town visited the colored people took great pride in showing their successful business establishments and they all had some to show in every place a beginning had been made the writer personally visited inspected and collected data from one hundred and forty three business establishments of considerable importance owned and conducted by colored men and women they range from a grocery store with stock and fixtures of the value of five hundred dollars to a bank which on the day of my visit had a cash balance in its vault of eighty two thousand dollars only the best business places were visited there were hundreds of small shops in the cities and towns visited all of which evidenced the breadth of the business movement of the people the atlanta university conference the results of this hurried trip corroborates in a remarkable degree the report of the atlanta university conference the report of the negro in business was made in eighteen ninety nine in that year the conference made an investigation of this subject under the direction of professor w e b dubois professor of sociology in that university this report is a most valuable contribution to the study of the race problem professor dubois has shown commendable zeal in studying the race problem while so many others are content to discuss it the data for his study were collected principally by the alumni of atlanta university and are thus entitled to a high degree of credibility reports were received from one thousand nine hundred and six colored men and women in business showing the kind of business time in business and the amount of capital invested almost every kind of business carried on by white people was represented thus evidencing a desire and a reaching out on the part of the negro that will produce great results in years to come only establishments of considerable importance were solicited and reported time in business four-fifths had been established five years or more one-fifth more than twenty years sixty-seven more than thirty years this shows a remarkable longevity in business that is highly gratifying capital invested complete returns were not perceived from all only one thousand seven hundred and thirty six establishments reported capital 
their aggregate capital was five million six hundred and thirty one thousand one hundred and thirty seven professor dubois estimated that the total amount invested by american negroes in business managed by themselves in eighteen ninety nine was eight million seven hundred and eighty four thousand dollars compared with the immense sum of money invested in business in the united states this seems meagre enough but when we consider the poverty of the colored people at the beginning of their freedom the saving and investment of nearly nine million dollars in business enterprises conducted by themselves in one generation is a most creditable showing by far the larger part of the capital of the colored people is as yet invested in enterprises conducted by white persons in the city of washington where the idea of the advantage to the race in having a number of successful business enterprises has been very much agitated only about one-fifth of its wealthy colored people have any investments in enterprises conducted by colored men as shown in the report of the hampton conference for eighteen ninety eight a like proportion will doubtless be found in other cities the census of eighteen ninety on negro business according to the census of eighteen ninety the returns from the census of nineteen hundred on this subject not being available at this writing taken twenty-five years after the war the colored people had representatives engaged in every business listed in the census schedules it is true that the number of persons engaged and the capital engaged in some branches of business were not imposing yet an effort had been made a start a beginning had been made in every branch of business carried on in this country the census of eighteen ninety does not in all cases make a distinction between proprietor and occupation hence it is not always easy to pick out the proprietors the tables have been gone over very carefully only those occupations have been selected about which there can be no doubt that the persons listed are proprietors the total number of persons of negro descent engaged in business in eighteen ninety was twenty thousand twenty it is obvious to anyone who has paid even a little attention to it that there has been considerable increase since eighteen ninety in the number of such business ventures and in the capital employed the national negro business league as an evidence that the race is rapidly advancing along business lines a conference or convention of colored businessmen was called by mr booker t washington to meet in boston august twenty third to twenty fourth 
1900 for the purpose of making a showing of the progress of the race in business and to give encouragement and impetus to the business movement the success of this convention was a pleasant surprise to many persons over two hundred delegates reported in person and nearly two hundred additional reported by letter the tone of the reports they brought from their several localities was uniformly hopeful most of the delegates present lived outside of new england some coming from as far south as florida and texas and as far west as nebraska a permanent organization was formed called the national negro business league the purpose of which is to keep its members in touch with one another their proceedings were published by mr j r ham of number forty six howard street boston in a handsome volume of two hundred and eighty pages and constitutes one of the most valuable contributions to the study of the progress of the colored people this business league held its second annual convention in chicago in august nineteen o one this meeting also was a great success in every way and received if possible more attention and space from the public press than the previous meeting in boston a recent study of the colored business enterprises of washington published by the writer shows that there are in the national capital one thousand three hundred and two colored proprietors in all kinds of business and professions their capital exceeds seven hundred thousand dollars and they transact more than two million dollars worth of business annually affording employment to three thousand and thirty persons among the more conspicuous examples of successful enterprises conducted by colored men in the united states may be mentioned the following thirteen building and loan associations seven banks about one hundred life insurance and benefit companies several mining companies one street railway company one iron foundry one cotton mill one silk mill three book and tract publication houses one of them having a plant valued at forty five thousand dollars over two hundred newspapers and three magazines one of these newspapers has five thousand subscribers and a plant costing ten thousand dollars one firm of truck gardeners near charleston south carolina over five hundred acres under cultivation has been in the business over thirty years and ships several carloads of garden truck to northern markets every week the railroad company considers its trade of such importance that it has built a siding to their farm and the cars are loaded directly from the warehouses 
this is probably the most extensive individual or partnership business carried on by colored men anywhere in the united states noisette brothers is the name of the firm near kansas city kansas there is a colored man mr j k graves who owns and cultivates over four hundred acres of land he has been engaged principally in raising potatoes his crop last year was over seventy-five thousand bushels which with the other things raised and sold was worth about twenty-five thousand dollars within a radius of thirty-five miles of his farm he says that there are three hundred and twelve negro farmers horticulturists gardeners truckers potato growers and dealers most of whom are up to date and have all modern appliances necessary to carry on their business mr c c leslie a dealer in fish in charleston south carolina has thirty thousand dollars invested in the business in nets boats ice houses real estate etc and ships to northern markets from three to five carloads of fish per week during the busy season in charleston the most prosperous butchers are colored men in columbus mississippi there is a colored butcher who owns his abattoir and supplies the best trade of his town with meat some of the most prosperous fish produce and poultry dealers in the markets of washington are colored men one firm has been in business continuously over thirty years the sons succeeding the father in the business several have maintained their stands over twenty years a pawnbroker in augusta georgia has five thousand dollars capital the largest and best equipped drug store in anniston alabama is owned by a colored physician he has a considerable wholesale trade in patent medicines and druggists sundries one of the best equipped ready-made clothing stores in columbia south carolina is owned by a colored man he carries a stock of ten thousand dollars a stock breeder in knoxville tennessee is worth a hundred thousand dollars and has fifty thousand dollars invested in blooded horses a photographer in st paul minnesota does a business of twenty thousand dollars a year another in new bedford massachusetts began as an errand boy learning the photographic art thoroughly saved his money bought out the white proprietor and now conducts the leading studio in that old and aristocratic city the caterers of philadelphia and baltimore have long been noted for the success in business although they have lost some ground from white competition during the last few years there are yet several with capital above five thousand dollars the caterer 
at the great naval banquet at newport in honor of admiral sampson and our navy upon its return from the victories in the war with spain where the very unusual task was accomplished of serving one thousand men in a very satisfactory manner was a colored man the foregoing are only a few of the many examples of success that individuals of the colored people have achieved in business they are cited by way of a bill of specifications they show conclusively that in spite of many adverse conditions it is possible for a colored person by perseverance and honesty to succeed in business end of topic twenty five second paper